cage, Kanobu, Kang, Raiden, Scorpion, Sonya, Blade, Sub-Zero, Goro, Shang, Zora, Tabaraka, J-Jack, Kintaro, Kitana, Kung Lao, Merlini, Nanuke, Mutsu, Shao Kahn, Fung, Chameleon, Cyrax, Earth, Makabo, Motaro, Nightwolf, Insector, Sheep, The Sindel, Striker, Fu, Jin, Quan, Shi, Shin, Oxo, Rina, Jerick, Kaimi, Reiko, Tanya, Tremor, Blade, Doraicho, Drami, Fosu's now, Dan, Kenji, Mavado, Mocap, Moloch, Katara, Ashra, Dairo, Darius, Havoc, Hotaru, Kira, Cobra, Onaga, Shujinko, Gigante, Vandavora, Cassie, Cage, Eren, Black, Ferrator, Jackie, Briggs, Kotokan, Kongjin, Takeda, Tri, Dwarf, Cetrion, Scarlet, Gareth, Collector, Chronica, Welcome to Mortal Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Meckler, and this is the show where I walk my friends through the entirety of Mortal Kombat lore from the perspective of a single character. Today, we have a very special guest, uh, a friend of mine that I haven't got to talk to in a while, so we caught up for like 90 minutes before we started recording this podcast. It was really nice. Uh, writer, Twitch streamer, uh, Gen Z activist, Joan Ford. Hi, Ben. Thank you for having me, and thank you for yes, labeling me a Gen Z activist. Trying very hard to stop Beetlejuice from leaving Broadway. That's my number one activism goal. Yeah. Now, has Beetlejuice technically left Broadway, or uh, has the complete extinction of Broadway meant that it kind of stuck it out? Like, did it did it make it to the point where every show closed because uh, no. of the pandemic, or no, did Beetleju- it close before that? Beetlejuice was was scheduled to close, I think, in Ju- in June or July. Um, mm. They were being uh, they were being forced out of their theater by uh, by Oklahoma, the Hugh Jackman starring Oklahoma, which uh, a lot of like oh my Je- God. a lot of yeah we get it Hugh we get it we, get we already it. saw you yeah. do Carousel it feels kind of redundant to do Oklahoma, yeah you don't man. need to do every musical Hugh Jackman like we got yeah. it you can say like you can sing um give it, also yeah, very so, weird to do a, a like straightforward Oklahoma after the other uh, Oklahoma after like woke, what, what was labeled Oklahoma. did you see that show by the way uh, no I wanted to so badly and I think it was supposed to be in LA yeah yeah, and then I was planning to see it when it came to LA um uh and then once again once again yeah so so yeah you're absolutely right it seems weird to be doing like just a straightforward Oklahoma now that doesn't address any of the problematic stuff about Oklahoma uh but it's also it's just problematic to be forcing Beetlejuice the the beloved not at all cash grab musical with something that's such a cash grab like like Hugh Jackman Mm -hmm. doing Oklahoma that's the big gen that's our big point that you know, Beetlejuice the musical is like this this pure artistic you know expression of uh, yeah. of, of you know of someone's heart, and and then the, you just get this cash grab, Hugh Jackman coming in wanting to sing Fringe with his Surrey Surrey with a fringe on top. <laughs> uh, get out of here, Hugh Jackman. Would, is Hugh Jackman like the villain of Gen Z? Would you say like does he represent everything that Gen Z is trying to like? fight against in their struggle to to have a voice in the modern yes. socio-political as a gen z yes i'm gonna say yes hugh jackman is our colla- is our colla- our collective villain yeah it makes sense because gen z is gonna get to have their own wolverine so exactly it's like, what yeah, purpose does he serve we don't need our daddy's wolverine we yeah. bring us our own wolverine yeah um although we all love i think we all love the greatest showman 
Of course. <laughs> the classic Gen Z musical, The Greatest Showman. The Greatest Showman. They are all, like, yeah. all, uh, in all legitimacy, like, Beetlejuice the Musical and, I think, uh, <laughs> Greatest Showman, all big, tic- all big on TikTok. Yes. Yeah. Undoubtedly. And also, Sexy Onesler. Wait, what? Sexy Onesler? Uh, do you know from the ones From Seussical? Uh, well, from uh, from specifically from the twenty the Ed Helms version for the twenty thirteen. Uh, oh. uh, there's a lot of ooh. We I could go so deep into this, but there is a <laughs> big. There's okay. Uh, I'll I'll I won't walk you through the steps how it got there, but I'll uh, okay. the end point of all of all, all of it. That there is a lot of uh, there is a lot of like artwork and like fan fiction online that kind of made its way into TikTok as well of the Onesler, Ed Helms's character from the 2013 Lorax movie, uh, like fucking himself. And it's a subgenre of like fanfic <laughs> what? Call, called, called Onesest. Okay. I just want to, I'm going to step through it again to make sure I processed it. Sure. So, Starting in, I assume, 2013, but maybe this happened much later, uh, it became I, a, bit, that, yeah. a bit to draw the Onesler fucking himself, for, and specifically the depiction of the Onesler from the 2013 Lorax animated film. No, not it was not none of it is a bit. It all it, none it, of it's a bit. It okay. comes from a very genuine place, <laughs> and there is a very direct. No. Okay, so so here I'll I'll I'll, I'll describe because this is not a one for podcast. <laughs> I don't want to get too deep into one for the. No, I think this is good. I think it's nice because like part of the fun of the show, I think, for our audience is that usually the guest is confounded, and now we're starting an episode of the okay, podcast good. with I'm, the audience being confounded. As okay. to what anything, what it's going on at all. So this is good, yeah. Okay. So here, so uh, <laughs> so I'll, I'll walk you through this as quickly as I can. I'm not, won't be that quick, but but okay. So, 2013 movie, The Lorax comes out. It's yeah. like not like a. It's like not doesn't do huge like numbers like or like kids aren't like in love with it. But a lot of people gravitate just towards this character, the mm-hmm. one slur, because he has just like he like he's hot. Like let's let's face it, Ed Helms is. The one slur is kind of like this hot, like early twenties emo vibe in the movie. He plays oh, a guitar. Okay. Like there's something sex- sexy about him. Um, so um, so that's like the one. Ca- like no one's really drawn to any other character in the movie than that, but they are really mm-hmm. drawn to him. So then there's this like uh, so th- it's taking around place around this other period, this period of time when this other thing is really big on the internet called ask blogs. Do you know what an ask blog is? <clears throat> I don't. I don't know. Um, <laughs> an ask blog is a blog where you like role play as any anything whether like a real person mm-hmm. or a fictional character and people can write in and ask you questions so like a classic oh, example would ask. be like i heard ass blog oh no sorry ask ask with okay a, like, okay okay i'll slow down a little bit um ask <laughs> blogs are yes. these uh you know like the classic version although i don't like referencing this anymore but it's is uh is harry potter um sure People would like you would like you would pretend to be Ron Weasley, and then people would like type in like write in like Ron, like what's your fa- what's your favorite gross jelly bean? Um, and he and you would answer <laughs> in um, you would answer as Ron Weasley. 
So right. like, and then like different, like it became this thing of like different ask blogs would like interact. So like, if you were in the Harry Potter one, like if you were like Luna Lovegood, you might in- ask blog, you sure. might interact with um, the uh, the Ron Weasley one. So so <laughs> there were all these like there were all these uh, Onceler ask blogs popping up at the time, but like there was no other like Lorax like. Stop it was just up, the Onceler. It was just yeah. the Onceler. So people right. started. So people to like distinguish themselves. They started like, like you know, very like like giving like <laughs> t- like special t- like changing up their Onceler. Like first there like because like there's a very sure. clear split in the, the the movie between like like good Onceler at the beginning and bad Onceler at the end. So like someone would be like, I'm the Onceler, and then like you would young you would call, innocent Onceler. Yeah. And Bad then greedy, corporate Wunsler. Yeah, which was dubbed the Greedler. Yeah. And then like and then it just branched <laughs> out from there where people would like be like, I'm the I'm the Wunsler from like the nineteen like seventies Lorax cartoon. Or like they would Great. just add their own shit. Like I'm like whatever. I'm like, you know, Jurassic Park Wunsler. They're, yeah, like, I was gonna ask, was there ever a crossover? Like I'm Inuyasha Wunsler. Yeah, I mean like... Yes. I mean I will tell you at at one point I think there were like up over 400 Onceler ask blogs. This is out of control. What year? Just set. Give me the I, setting. What time period? I'm gonna is say. This I'm gonna say like 2015, 2016. Okay. Or, so this is and, like Force Awakens is in is like coming to yes. theaters soon, and people are spending a lot of time online like looking for spoilers and 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 role playing as the Onceler. As the Onceler, yes. Right. And got it. Okay. You would. Cool, cool. Um, and like yeah, if go to I think if you go to DeviantArt and type in like Onceler, you'll get a lot of artwork from like 2015, 2016. God Anyways, damn it. So, an, but another feature. So the other feature of this these ask blogs is that people would eventually start like shipping characters within the once blogs. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry, no, this the, is, the ask blogs. I'm really seeing where this is going pretty clearly yeah. now. Yeah. So, <laughs> so if you're in the Harry Potter one, you know you'd ship like Ron and Harry or whatever, and have them get together. But because there were only Onceler blogs within the Lorax fandom, people just started shipping their own, the shipping one Onceler with another, and right. that turned in, that became the phenomenon known as Oncest. Great. And okay, I have I have only one follow up question. Sure, I sure, don't sure. want to dive any deeper into. Okay, this. yeah, we've got, we've gotten deep enough into it. Sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, but my question is, what is the TikTok? evolution of what one cest um what would that the, even what is that <laughs> there are so so it's not as one sessuous as like the okay. artwork as some of the artwork you know there's a lot of artwork of like the greedler like cradling uh the onceler like mm-hmm. underneath a, underneath a truffle tree it's very it's very yeah. cute um so <laughs> there are like there's one in particular. I forget her name, but there's one TikToker in particular who just like, only TikToks as like sexy the onceler, or mm-hmm. I guess technically in the fandom, she's doing the. She has the green suit, so she's mm-hmm. sexy greedler. But like so, but she then will do since quarantine has started. She will do like joint like she will do kind of like socially distant joint TikToks with other Onceler um, uh, cosplayers or whatever you want to call them, where it'll be like screen split and they're like flirting with like two Oncelers are like flirting with each other set to like, you know, a Billie Eilish song. Oh, wow. And the idea is for this to 
make people horny? Is that the, like... I guess... I don't know if it's the idea is to make people, like, the audience horny. I'm sure it does. But I feel like it's really, like, mainly just kind of, like... The, I, it's like the creator is getting is getting something out, you know. Like I see, I see. Okay. I I think like I yeah. do think there was probably something about like if I could legitimately dissect it, I think there's you know something about that character that you know he he's very like he's he's semi androgynous and like mm-hmm. you know he you know he's masculine but also kind of very like like tall and slim and pretty and like kind of like pretty boy i see it it's like yeah. that whole peter pan world of of tiktokers who I, do very poor taste like uh you know progressive messaging as peter pan exactly yes yeah. uh so like i feel like there was probably just like not a lot of like a like like examples of that type of person in like, especially if you're a kid in, like, 2013, you know, like, I mm-hmm. think it was, like, you know, like, there weren't just all examples of that. So it probably just, like, you know, lit, like, it probably lit something up in a way that it nothing else had for them at the time. So I feel like this audience probably just, like, really latched on to this character and, like, wow. you know, it's, it's, I don't know, I'm sure a lot of you people know, saw it's, them. It's like yeah. me in Mortal Kombat, you know, sometimes you just find something. Mm-hmm. That uh, that you just know is going to be a party for the rest of your life. Some people, some people make uh, one cest TikTok accounts. Some yep. people make like eighty episode long uh, deep lore podcasts where they essentially hold guests hostage and force them to learn too much about Mortal Kombat for nine I minutes. Am, so. I I it's, hey. Whatever, whatever, like, whatever works Everyone's for you. Everyone's got their thing. Yeah, especially in these <laughs> times, especially in these trying times, latch on to what be at Mortal Kombat or, or, uh, Onesler incest, incestuous yeah. Onesler cartoons that you draw yeah. on DeviantArt. Go for it. As commercials Somebody, tell me, we live in unprecedented times. Unprecedented. <laughs> unprecedented. Remind me, one day I'll, also, I'll walk you through, I'll also walk you through all of, um, the giant, like, crossover uh, what is it called it, truffle a flu the 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 crossover oh. event that brought all the one slurs together the zombie apocalypse storyline but we were not gonna get into that i'm just teasing that wow uh that's like that's like a little thing for uh the guests uh, sorry for the listeners at home to to dive into after listening yeah, to this look up truffle, completely look up, otherwise unrelated podcast <laughs> yeah bring up the, look up truffle the truffle flu storyline if you can like truffle figure flu out, i kind of get where this is going it's like a day of the triffids kind of thing right yes. it's like yeah, or like yeah a happening yeah. situation it's like oh, the truffle maybe, of trees yeah, fight back or like it's like maybe the greedler decides like hey i'm gonna like engineer a super strain of truffle trees and well, well, you'll just have to <laughs> find. Dank. Guess where it goes, but <laughs> but if you actually can find like <laughs> d- like d- like wade through the f- maze of of blogs and fanfic, the truffle of, the truffle of flu saga is pretty good. Wow. Anyways, anyways, this is by far my favorite that. first fifteen minutes of an episode of this podcast. <laughs> it's already ever. been fifteen. Um, minutes. Yeah, it's been fifteen minutes. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, all right, well, look, I my brain was scrambling, but I don't have a great transition, so let's just dive into the freaking episode, Joan. Let's do it, Joan. Uh, what is your history with Mortal Kombat up to this point? Ooh, um, well, I had the first two games for the Sega Genesis as a kid, and I remember, like, you know 
playing them in arcades when I was like, you know, 10, 11, whatever. Um, and I kind of honestly dropped off the series after Mortal Kombat 2, other than to like, usually, like, usually when I would come back in would be like for, um, like weird like crossover things like I played some of that um I played I played that Mortal Kombat versus DC game or whatever mm-hmm. that was called and then Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe completely yes, bonkers that, game yeah yes I would pl- I played that and then I would also play um I like whenever it's like I'll, I'll usually whenever it's like oh like the Predator is making a cameo or Jason Voorhees making a cameo in in uh, Mortal in a Mortal Kombat game I will usually like go I have a friend who's pretty into them and I will go over just to like play like kind of like play those characters and see how they play but that's kind of my that's kind of where I am with it right now okay okay uh, so you're pretty familiar then you you, you yeah. kind of get the gist oh yeah and the movies obviously I watched those a ton as a kid oh yeah have you watched the uh, recently released WB animation uh, Mortal Kombat movie Scorpion's uh, Revenge I have not but I have watched the logo where Scorpion kills Daffy Duck or drags <laughs> Daffy Duck to hell which I love oh man we uh, for the Patreon we had a watch party of that movie and when mm-hmm. Scorpion killed Daffy everyone screamed it was. I- one of the most exciting things Oof. I've ever seen. That was great. I wish I had. I wish I had could have seen that like out of context instead of like a YouTube video that was labeled as like Scorpion kills Daffy Duck. Yeah. So, so something I am kind of curious about uh, then, considering like your pretty pretty extensive experience with Mortal Kombat, is how much do you know about uh, the One Being? I the I I'm sure I've heard that word before, but I have okay. not that 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 character of that character before. Like it rings yeah. a bell, but I can tell you nothing about him. Maybe it'll maybe it'll ring some bells when you start when you start telling me. But right now, I'm I would say I'm at like other than name recognition, I'm at like zero percent. If this was well, I guess if like. This, a- Okay, I was gonna say yeah. <laughs> I was like yeah, zero percent. If if this was yes, yes, no, I'd be at full now. Okay, got it, got it. I guess like my my greater question is like I un- your understanding of like the the um, tenets of like the the Mortal Kombat universe. Like I, you know that there are realms. You know that there are yes. these different dimensions. You know that there are these different creatures. Do you know anything about like the creation myth? of why those realms exist because over time doing this podcast i will say like i've completely lost the thread of like what do normal people who just play these games know and not know about like the actual reason that there are these other dimensions or in your mind are you kind of just taking for granted like mortal Kombat takes place in a world where we find out there are other dimensions yeah i kind of take that for granted it does like that doesn't like i would say like it's it's I never need to know from like multi like multi-dimensional stories like why are there other dimensions? It's like that's sure. that's kind of it, I feel like that's just kind of like the reality of multi-dimensional stories, and it's like that feels like our like being like like having to start a story any story from our being like why is there an Earth? Like that's crazy. Right. It's like I don't know. This is the way things are. <laughs> well, Mortal Kombat does have an answer to it. Okay, great. Well, I and, and hear it always it. has. In yeah. a sense, uh, being that there was a there was a there's a creation myth. There was God called the One Being. That was essentially God, as we generally in most religions these days imagine the idea of like God, mm-hmm. the One Being and nothingness. The One Being made the elder gods, this pantheon of gods, to help create like the universe and life. And then Those the elder gods were like, "Why do we have a boss if we are capable of creating life?" 
And so they made these weapons called the Kamidoku daggers, and they mm-hmm. hacked the one being up into millions of pieces. And those pieces are the various realms. Gotcha. Okay, so okay. So Earth realm, meaning like the whole universe as we know it, is just a piece of the one being. Outworld, where the conqueror Shao Kahn has waged his war trying to merge realms for thousands of years in most iterations of Mortal Kombat, uh, is just another piece of the one being. And so when people like Shao Kahn throughout history have tried to conquer realms and merge them together, one could extrapolate that they are being influenced by the fact that we are all just a part of the one being trying to pull itself back together, themselves back together again. Yeah. So are, is it like we are all just, is like everything just an extension is like all consciousness, just an extension of the ones, the one beings consciousness. Like how, like how much like free will do I actually, how much free will do I actually have in the Mortal Kombat universe? So that's a good question. Cause it's like, we were created by the elder gods, but we're a part of the one being. So it's like, are the elder gods in control of our fate? That's a pretty definitive no, because the reason they created the Mortal Kombat tournament, the tournament was created by the Elder Gods. Gotcha. Was, was as a safeguard to make it more difficult for the realms to merge. In order for a realm to merge, you have to win 10 Mortal Kombat tournaments in a row against the other realm. Okay, so, so like, okay, so, like, so here's my question about that. If they can yeah. just create rules like that to say how universal is like, can and can't merge why why 10 seems like a small number why are they like were they they were just just like we got to make it kind of fair why weren't they just like you have to win like a million million rounds or like could they could just create a rule that's like universes can't merge that's a thing that cannot happen something that so i guess they didn't have it in their power to stop them from merging forever i'm gonna just have to assume that was something that they were not able to do or they wanted us to have free will gotcha that's possible like, as well. Yeah, it's like um, it's yeah. it's like you know if I if I it, it I I don't know like it's like very it's like that matrixy thing where if I like if if things are too per if things are too perfect or too organized I'm gonna know I'm in a simulation so like I have to right. I need the I need the like the the illusion of free will that I could win I could merge the universes yeah. yeah or multiverses I, or whatever I, they are. I, yeah I guess that probably makes the most sense. Yeah. Um, or it's just that since the one being created them, they cannot permanently break up the one being, and it's a temporary thing and could be at any time. Gotcha. Like, okay, yeah. I still say, I still say, Elder Gods, like, make a like, you know, you could make a little, <laughs> 10 is a lot. A 10 is a very small number. I think you would be like, you know, like, tw- I mean, 15. 15 would be my low. There's one thing that almost makes it make sense. In, which is that the, the way that the Mortal Kombat tournament works, like you have to assemble some incredible warriors to fight on of behalf course. of your realm, right? But at the tournament, really, like, generally, like, one person survives. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, I mean, you don't have to kill each other, but I think that's how it was for, like, most of the history of the tournament. So I guess one could say, like, in, a, in theory, it would take, like, ten lifetimes, to get through those tournaments because you would need to have a batch of warriors that could conceivably fight and win in a tournament like that. Um, okay, but I'm going to back over. I'm going to backtrack a sec. So yeah. like, like 
to win, like winning a full Mortal Kombat tournament, yeah. is that is that like I'm 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 Johnny Cage, you know I'm yeah. a one of my of I, I'm 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 a movie. I just got called off the set of my latest movie to come fight in this like crazy crazy tournament, maybe on an island, maybe like in some other realm. Like mm-hmm. so, I like defeat me defeating like ten guy ten other yeah. fighters is not. Is that that's is that me winning the uh, one Mortal Kombat tournament or what is that what is what is that? Yeah, that would be you winning the tournament, probably. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but I, so that I would need to win that ten times. To- I would need to do that again ten times to right. merge. Okay, gotcha. Which Johnny can't do in his lifetime, but because he's just a human being, he can. Well, actually, that, I go back. If you win a tournament, you become the immortal champion of Mortal Kombat, and you can keep naturally. going. Yeah, but um. <laughs> oh, and I, the tournament. The tournaments only happen every, like, how many years? So that's the other thing that's hazy. We know for a fact that the entire span of Outworld... So the first Mortal Kombat game was the 10th tournament between Earth and Outworld. And we know that the first one that Outworld won in that streak was 500 years prior. Okay. So we know that it took 500 years for Outworld to win 10 tournaments against Earth. Okay, okay. Um... So what is that? Every, there's a tournament every 50 years, it sounds like. Am it I doing my sounds math right? like, but I don't okay. know why that is. I don't know if there is a stipulation or if it's just like they needed Earth to say we're ready now. Because okay. there's like an element of having to choose warriors ahead of time and like mark them as okay. like you will be a champion of Mortal Kombat. So I wonder if it was like Raiden, the god in charge of being like Earth's coach and like assembling the fighters that will fight in our tournament. I wonder if it was like he got 15 people together and then they all died. So he was like, all right, well, we can't fight again until I pick 15 more warriors and they grow up and become adults. And then okay. we can fight again. It's still, okay. And I will say I'm, I'm basing this a lot on, like, my memory of the movie. But seems like he, he like, really for, – like, for having all that – 50 years, he really waited the last minute to be like, oh, I'll get this – like, there's, there's this cop and this movie star, I guess. They can yeah. fight for us. It's weird because, like, Liu Kang, for example, is this monk who from – childhood was told like you will be one of earth's defenders we will train you from birth for this tournament we will induct you into the white lotus society which is like the group of elders who know on earth about like the tournament and try to orchestrate like the best defenses Mm -hmm. um but then yeah like johnny cage didn't know until he was literally like pulled off set and (laughs) or rather he like kind of accidentally brought him bought his way into the tournament and then but was also meant to be there. It's kind of weird. And then, like, at a certain point, when, like, Earth just gets invaded, there was, like, a cop in, like, middle America who just uh, finds out, like, it uh, on a case, like, nope, actually, you're a chosen warrior and everyone's souls just disappeared and now you have to go to, like, the city, like, go to Chicago to meet up with these other warriors. And So, I don't know. I think Raiden was probably just slacking was what was happening. Yeah, it sounds like it was slacking a little bit. When, yeah. And when you say their souls just, like, dis- like is, do people literally disappear or, or is it, like, they, like, from, your po- from like, your point of view, they disappear? Um, no, they literally disappeared in that, in that particular instance. That was, like, the plot of the third Mortal Kombat. Their souls were gotcha. sucked up into, uh, into, like, space. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Why, why, why do they suck other, why do they suck your friends up into space? That was uh, Shao Kahn, the Emperor of Outworld, breaking the rules. Oh. Um, there was, like, some, some hokey shit. Uh, All right. But ultimately, that stuff isn't important to today's story. Gotcha, Today, gotcha. We're, we're actually talking about, um, we're talking about a character named Tanya, who 
is an Edenian, so her life was very much influenced by Shao Kahn because mm-hmm. Edenia was this beautiful realm of like hot wizards that um, was conquered by Shao Kahn directly before uh, he tried to conquer Earthrealm. And okay. so, mm-hmm. yeah, and so she uh, is very much a part of his story, but as far as the invasion of Earthrealm goes, she was not super involved. Um, she was, however, introduced in the fourth Mortal Kombat game in Mortal Kombat 4. And uh, this is the fourth season, I don't know if you know this, of Mortal Podcast. We kind of go game by game and talk okay. about the characters introduced in that game. And a part of that, before we do dive into Tanya's story, um, is finding a theme <clears throat> each mm-hmm. season, looking at the characters that were introduced in that game and saying, what ties these characters together? What's something that they all have in common that our guests might have in common as well? And for season four, that theme is betrayal. Mm-hmm. So before we talk about Tanya, I ask you, Joan, is there a time in your life that you've been betrayed? Oh, um, let me think about it. Um, yes. I'm going to say... I'll also yeah. accept a story of a time that you've been a betrayer, by the way, if you'd rather tell that kind of a story. Oh, shoot. Um, let me no th- one uh, has taken me up on that uh, offer so far. <laughs> um, I wonder if I can like think of a time. I'm wondering if I can think of either time. Can I have a, sec- can I have a second to think this over? Yes. And we'll, we'll edit it out? Um, no, e- I, want, I, want the, I want people to see kind of how the gears turn. How the like, gears... Okay, yeah. I'm trying... I'm trying to think back to like, bitch, like, I, okay, when 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 I've betrayed, I'm also looking at, uh, I, I, I I'm looking at pictures of Tanya. Was mm-hmm. uh, is, is Tanya a, is Tanya's feet like a thing? No, is it a thing for you? Looking right I mean, now I'm, at her feet. Uh, it's not a thing for me because I just discovered it, but uh, it, it looks like a thing. It's a thing for some people because there's a lot. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yes. Okay. Um, anyways, um, I'm, t- I'm trying to think of a bit time I've been betrayed or I betrayed somebody else. Um, oh, I hate telling, I, like, I, I hate telling stories like this. Oh, it feels like I'm spilling stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's definitely how everyone has felt. There's been a lot of hesitation and a lot of anxiety, uh, every time. Yeah. But I'll also say inevitably it always winds up being an almost identical story. Um, okay, I don't want, I want to, I want to ask how so, but I don't want to yeah. say, I don't want to like, I don't want to, I don't want to be influenced. Sure. Um, like the one being, in, yeah. Um, let's see, let's see. Okay. Um, it can be as petty or as real as you need it to be. As petty or as real. Um, I, you know, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm taking a second to think this over. Um, no, this has been every episode. It's great. It's a big, it's a big part of it. <laughs> okay. I'll be happy to leave this theme behind, but I will also say that it has been a unique joy to uh, make people squirm for no reason for an extended period of time. Every episode this season. Oh, actually, I... um, I, Can I I keep this, like, very vague? Because, like... Yes, uh, absolutely. The person I'm... I'm, uh, Whatever. I don't know if if, if they're that big. Um... But a, um, a, so. Let's call him Grom Cruz. Grom Cruz. Yeah, you know, Grom (laughs) Cruz. Um, in college, I, uh, I, I was like kind of like developed. I was, I was working on a a script in college. Um, 
that, uh, whatever, it's probably, it, it was dumb. It was probably something, like, I never would have actually, like, you know, in my professional career finished or, like, brought out. But it was still, like, something I was, I was still a piece of writing I was working on. Um, and, like, a couple years out of school, I found out that a quote-unquote, like, friend of mine from film school had just taken the idea point blank uh, when he was hired to direct a series of shorts for um, a, a uh, uh, I'm not going to say who because that might lead you to, to who it is, but, like, for a, a fairly big company, and they just, like, did it wow. point blank as a short. Um, and that, guy's, that guy is working as a fairly big, like, kind of, like, like work pri- like like a, a couple of like like um um like movie like like movie movies like like you know wow. like national release like studio movies so like uh yeah they he that was a betrayal and he always um and every time i see that that guy is is so successful it like it's like what what that's shitty cool don't be that guy that's the lesson of yeah. this betrayal story people yeah. won't forget People don't forget. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, karma like, is real. <laughs> it's like not that I like. Can't, I hope so. He's that so far. He's been doing okay. And it's like not that I like. Like I said, it's like not an idea that like I would have ever like. It was not like a great idea that I was ever going to like. Like you know, I was. It was like one of those dumb ideas you have when you're like 19 and like you're like this is great, and then you like look back and you're like, what the fuck was I writing? It's just like <laughs> it's, the, it's the idea of it just of it be like good or bad. The idea of it, the of it being taken is shitty. Yeah, and I definitely think like people who do shit like that, it's just plagiarists in in general. I'm sure they excuse it to some degree in their minds, thinking like, oh, that person won't even remember that idea, or like, oh, that person won't even find out about this, or that person won't yeah. even see this thing, and that's never true. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I would even go, I would eat, yeah. We always yeah. you we always see, and I, I think you can even go deeper in like. It, like they, I think people can justify it even deeper with ideas. Well, like, well, maybe like you know, like I kind of had like a hand in that, or like, or like I don't know. It's like I think um, I the it's it's the like. Do you remember the 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 fish sticks episode of South Park? Vaguely, I've never actually been a huge South Park guy. Uh, I'm I've kind of like soured on it in recent years, but I think like they sometimes they are they get into some really like you know trenchant observant stuff and like it's this episode like yeah uh, uh but th- it kind of like it's this episode where like Cartman kind of steals a joke from a friend but by the end like he's like legitimately conv- it's like le- he's legitimately convinced himself that like he came up with it and I'm like oh that's I always think, the arc <laughs> yeah I think like that is legit like I think people can yeah. literally like that you do a bad thing and you're just like no no you just like tell yourself enough like no it's not bad and you can like convince yourself like no actually what i did was like i didn't do this or so like i wouldn't be surprised if i had brought it up he's like you would be like no that's my idea or like what that, you know mm-hmm. we worked on that together or whatever but i uh yeah yeah that's it it's all about self-preservation which is also a huge part of tanya's story as Very she nice. herself was one of the most noted uh, betrayers in all of mortal Kombat history Okay. Oh, I would go as betray- far as to say that's almost the only thing she's got going on. Uh, okay. Um, and all these and all these feet picks, which I'm closing now because they're very distracting. Yeah. Get a private tab and save it for later. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you think t- does Tanya have her own uh, Wiki Feet uh, page? 
I uh, I had never thought of it before, but at this point, I feel like I could probably guarantee you that she does have a wiki feed page. Yeah, okay, I believe it. Or, it should just be like, yeah, the outer realm wiki feed. Uh, yeah. People Anyways. people get very aggressively pervy about Mortal Kombat uh, characters, specifically Mortal Kombat ladies. Yeah, I um, mean, so, I mean, yeah. looking at just the non-feet pictures, I'm like, I could argue Mortal Kombat itself gets kind of pervy about its female characters. Yeah, it's weird because I feel like there have been eras. Like, I feel like Mortal Kombat was chill about it for a little bit, and then it got really gross for a period of time. Right, and right, right. now it's kind of come back around to like, oh, they wear like reasonable costumes and like act yes. like real people. But it, oh, it definitely want, had like there's an arc to the perviness of uh, I, of Mortal. I want to see that map. I want to see a map of the of like the, <laughs> the er, eras. What are the eras, yeah. eras of Mortal Kombat perviness? Is really what it would yes. be? It'd be like the yeah. There was like uh, I think it probably reached its peak around Mortal Kombat nine when the um, spliced clone of a hot lady and a monster who has a giant mouth of fangs got a costume where she was literally just wearing some gauze around her nipples. Uh, and crotch, and that was it. Hey, you know what? I I don't know what the, I don't know what the outer realms like body like standard like you know standards of dress. Bo- sure, like body they might the not dark. be as weird about bodies as we are. Yeah, you know what? Let's yeah. not let's not jump to judging the outer realms, everybody. Just because they're not our cult, it's not like just because they don't <laughs> adhere to our standards doesn't mean we should be ju- like judging them. That's true. That's true. You know what? I turned it back around on it. I think it's a, it, there's no curve. It's a flat line. Yeah, it's a flat line. It's yeah. like, you're the problem. Like, we're the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, okay. cur- I'm, I'm bending the line. Great. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's dig into it. So, Tanya. Tanya is from the realm of Edenia. Like I said before, at one point in time, at least, in its origins, this beautiful, lush place. It looked like, it looked like Rivendell from Lord of the Rings. Huge waterfalls, mountains. It had a, a god that watched over the realm called Argus. Um, and he took care of the people, but there was also this monarchy, King Jared, um, Queen Sindel, their daughter Kitana, and uh, the peoples, yeah, they had a royal court, and the peoples of Edenia were happy. Also, Um, one of my favorite fantasy, I love fantasy worlds that, like, have, like, like crit bonkers name and then also jared yes yeah uh it's the best but they of course they spell it j-a-r-r-o-d which turns normal name into fantasy into great into fantasy name yes <laughs> yeah. yes <That's> fantasy jail. <laughs> uh, and in this land people generally they live for like thousands of years um and uh it's a peaceful and content world until they are challenged by shao khan the emperor of outworld who says I uh, was the god protecting Outworld. I took over and became its emperor. I have waged war on the many realms. I've conquered the vampire realm. I've conquered the dinosaur people realm. I've conquered the centaur realm. I've merged them all with Outworld. Now I'm coming to conquer Edenia. Were those like example realms you just came up with? Are those like real realms? Those are real. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, okay. Those are real. Okay, there's like a legit like vampire, like dinosaur realm. There's a dinosaur realm because the dinosaurs left uh, Earth realm when um, a. This is actually going to become a, kind of a part of Tanya's story, but like basically during the creation of the realms, one of the elder gods, this guy named Shinnok, was like, "Hey, other elder gods, why are we just going to like watch these realms and give them free will from above when we could get down there and conquer them and do cool bad shit." And uh, the other Elder Gods were like, no? And Shinnok was like, yeah. And so he came down to Earthrealm and tried to conquer Earthrealm and tried to conquer Edenia. And there was a big civil war. 
Um, and he eventually got like locked up mm-hmm. and, uh, I forgot why I started telling that the story. That ties into the dinosaurs <laughs> going to their own realm. Yes. So it, during, during this civil war, it was when dinosaurs, uh, were on earth and specifically in Mortal Kombat lore, dinosaurs had basically started to evolve into dinosaur people. Gotcha. Um, because dinosaurs were the initial like race mm-hmm. of earth realm and, so they had to run because of the fighting between the elder gods on earth. It was so dangerous. They had to run to a new realm called, uh, Zaterra, I believe. Okay. Two questions. And, Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Two questions. One, is that where like the lizard face guy comes from? Lizard? Reptile. Reptile. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's where reptile comes yes. from. He is the last surviving Zaterran. Okay. Oh. Because that realm eventually got conquered by Shao Kahn. Okay. And they were all genocided except for oh, uh, reptile. That's sad. Um, and then yeah. follow up question. Like when the dinosaurs are just like, we got to go to another realm. How do they, how do you accomplish just like going to another realm? Um, I think Raiden maybe gave them safe passage okay. using some kind gotcha. of god magic. Okay, okay. Yeah. Like they, they was like mostly the, the dinosaurs yeah. weren't like mostly building can't. sliders machines. Yeah, there's there's like a, <laughs> sliders machines. There's there's a couple of different ways over time. Like I think initially some sorcerers at the beginning of time had made these secret portals between the realms. Okay. That were lost to time and remain secret, but one of those will will become a part of today's story. Um, in addition, eventually the U.S. military finds out a way to use technology mm-hmm. to open up portals between the realms. So they're building sliders machines. They do have sliders gotcha. machines and cyborgs that have sliders machines built into like their gauntlets. It's a whole gotcha. Thing. And hopefully um, some John Rice Davies. Yeah, there's definitely some John Rice Davies okay. in there that have their own sliders mm-hmm. machines. Good. Yeah, Sliders is probably canon. It, or at the very least, uh, completely ripped off Mortal Kombat. Yes. Wait, I don't remember. That yeah. came after Mortal Kombat, right? Sliders? Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty blatant. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So around the time that Adenio is challenged by Outworld, mm-hmm. um, Tanya was the daughter of Adenia's ambassador to other realms. And so she, her job at this point was like to, she, she probably knew of the threat of Shao Kahn ahead of time because there were every once in a while throughout history, refugees from other realms who would come and say like, my realm just got conquered by so-and-so. Like, could I have safe passage to live here in Adenia? And, and Tanya, and being that this was a peaceful and happy place, Tanya and her father would be the people to say, like, yes, of course, we'll welcome you. Gotcha, gotcha. So it's like a very, like, I'm like, like, what is she? She's like, am I, is Tanya, like, kind of like a Princess Di-esque figure of this realm? Like, you know, just like this, the the kind of, like, genial, welcoming face. Like, she's doing, like, peace mission. She's kind of, like, doing, like, general good-looking peace mission types things. She's definitely lower on the totem pole since there is like a royal family and this is more like being the daughter of an ambassador. It's definitely like she's involved, but her father's probably more the figurehead in communicating with other realms. And then people generally are probably more familiar with like Queen Sindel and King Jared and their daughter, baby Katana. So like, I'm not even like, so I'm I'm trying to like place, like, like, I, I, I like, Figure, I'm I'm trying to figure out where who she would be in the in the royal family. This is how this is all fi- working out. Already. Yeah, she would be like, I, but she wouldn't even be like the prime minister's daughter. No. Okay. But I would say that's it's probably not like super far off. Okay, so like if we, if this was love, actually, yeah. she would be like Hugh, kind of like Hugh Grant. If like Hugh Grant 
and uh, what's and and his assistant had a daughter in the Love Actually universe. That might be Tanya. Yeah, okay, gotcha. that would be Tanya. That's what I'm yes, picturing yes, now. Yes, yes, I think that's I think that's where you could place her. That's what yes. I'm picturing now. I'm picturing like a little Hugh, Hugh Grant and his daughter Tanya trying to like face mash. Yeah, yeah. yes, <laughs> yes. So Hugh Grant and his daughter Tanya um, are a witness to the horrific uh, loss of ten Mortal Kombat tournaments oh, to no. Shao Kahn. Okay. And the merging of Outworld ooh. with the Dead. And I'm Hugh Grant, yeah. so oh. I'm like, oh, this isn't, this isn't good. This is, uh, this is not quite, not quite what, right. what a sort of sign of... Well, like, something should be done yeah. about this, I suppose. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, I got befuddled. Great. It's got to be unprecedented to have two people who do really, really solid Hugh Grant oh, yeah. uh, impressions Grant on a podcast together at the same time. Uh, I, yes. Ooh, and also, <laughs> oh, are they making more Mortal Kombat movies? Because I want to see, see Hugh Grant. And, uh, they're... they're they're almost done shooting one right now. Oh, yeah. Is Hugh Grant in it? Yeah. It's as far not... as I know, Hugh's not in it, but there, I'm sure will be opportunities yeah. to bring him in later on. So we're trying to start a new franchise. Oh, gosh. So. Oh, love, like, a love actually style, like, Mortal Kombat movie would be the shit. Oh, man. Like, yeah, like, follow, I'd be pretty into that. Oh, each of their little stories. Not Like, yeah. And I want to see a rom-com in this, in this world. I've never seen. You could do one. Yeah. I think between either Johnny and Sonia, or Liu Kang and Katana, mm -hmm. or, or possibly uh, Jackie Briggs and um, oh, his name's slipping my mind. Kenshi's son. Goro and and Man Goro, because that's I I consider. Well, Goro has seven wives. Oh oh wow. Okay. Go Canonically. Oh, yeah. One for each. Is it like one for each appendage or something? Well, he's got four arms and two legs, so, and I guess a big swing and dick. Yeah, so, yes. so yeah, yeah. So, so one for each, uh, yeah. a wife for each of my appendages. Um, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. like yeah, ooh, yeah. Oh, well, that's the other thing I want to see now is big love with Goro. <laughs> I would love to see that. Yeah, I want to see a boy like coming. <sighs> a man could dream one day. One day, yeah, Goro coming. Go, especially that last season uh, where Goro is running for like. Like a uh, governor of Utah or something. And he's like, I have seven. Oh, is that what happened on Big Love? Yeah, I forget what he runs. He run like uh, the Bill Paxton's last season is that they're like he's the f I think he's they're running for like it's it's like the se second to last season he's like running for like governor like governor or something and then like hmm. the on election night after he's elected he's like outed as as a uh, polyg as a as a, a polygamist. Uh, mm. and, and then the last season is like, I think if I remember correctly, last season is like, well, now I'm a, uh, like now every, I have to deal with the fact that everyone hates me, but I'm also like governor. And it's like, yeah, but just put Goro in there. Wow. Yeah. I feel like that would be great for Goro. I'm also might be huge, lo huge love, huge love. Yeah. I also might be completely misremembering <laughs> big love. Cause I haven't watched this design. That's what I remember. Yeah. But spoilers or not, not for spoilers. big love. Potential for <laughs> in, in one of the realms, in one of the, uh, the outer realms, that's what big love was. Yeah. It might've been this one, but I'm not I'm gonna, sure. I'm going to have to go back and like record like an intro where it's like, Hey, so we get into some big love spoilers on this episode. Yeah. And I just wanted to give a heads up to anyone who's not finished big catching up on big love. Yeah. The, or, the show that ended in like 2012, uh, or there's maybe earlier, or there's potentially not, uh, depending on how yeah, or not. I am. Yeah, I won't be checking. Yeah, so. <laughs> just put that like that feels like huh. a good a good general warning for all podcasts. This podcast may or may not contain big love spoilers. Any podcast may or may not contain. Yes, this is big the love Schrodinger. Spoilers. This is the Schrodinger's box of big love spoilers. <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, so Tanya's the daughter of the ambassador of Edenia, and Outworld conquers Edenia, and it's it's awful. And uh, Edenian lifespans are thousands of years. Oh. So, so Tanya now lives for thousands of years under the horrific rule of Shao Kahn. Edenia is sapped of its beauty, climate changed all to hell as Shao Kahn saps its energies to empower himself. They are conscripted into his army as he tries to conquer realms. They're forced to be his servants. I believe a later game implied that under Shao Kahn's rule, Tanya was at some point just straight up tortured mm -hmm. and um, used as like chained up at Mortal Kombat tournaments as like an example of like what could happen was she, to you if you were conquered was she like in the back was there like some levels where like shit like yeah. you would see like a woman like chained up and you're like that's tanya yes that seems unnecessary yeah. but okay yeah so the implication is that she was just fully tortured um for presumably thousands of years right, right. under mm -hmm. shao Kahn's rule meanwhile um as far as the royal family goes uh queen sindel was murdered um, Kitana was raised as Shao Kahn's daughter with no recollection of her mother and father. King Jared was beheaded. And so she kind of saw firsthand that the royal family really failed in every way to protect um, her. And then I'm sure from her perspective, Kitana, who is not that much younger than her, she kind of watched her become complicit very much in Shao Kahn's rule, even though she was like a child right. who didn't know what was happening, yes. was like raised by a monster. Um, so she was very much jaded and in a sense felt betrayed. Um, by the time Shao Kahn even decided it was time to conquer Earthrealm, and throughout his many attempts over hundreds of years to conquer Earthrealm, which made up the plot of like the first three Mortal Kombat games, Tanya was not directly involved, but kind of on the sidelines, just, you know, as I said before, being tortured um, and suffering. So eventually, Shao Kahn was defeated. Um, not killed, but eventually Liu Kang, the champion of Earthrealm, the champion of Mortal Kombat, managed to um, basically beat him up so bad that his energy was just neutralized to the extent that Edenia could um, break off Great. from Outworld. Okay. Like this, I like this. All these conquered realms could kind of break okay. off. And, and it's just because he, like, Shao Kahn, so Raiden, like, just, like, beat the shit out of Sha uh, Shao Kahn. How do I say his name again? Sorry. Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn. It's Raiden like Shere Kahn, but you say Shao instead. Shao yeah. Kahn. So he just like, he yeah. just like, like wiped the floor with this guy and, and okay, great. Yeah. Specifically Liu Kang, like literally kicked him so hard that he was just like, ah, and, like his body phased out of Earthrealm. Wow. And, like, okay. He was just like weak lying in a fucking cave in Outworld and all the realms could in theory, if they could find a way to, through magic, free themselves because they were no longer under. under okay, yeah. and like so, like does Shao Kahn like like have to like release like does he have to like take a? This, I know this is like kind of more basic than like Tanya Mortal Kombat lore than just Tanya lore, but does like Shao Kahn have to mm -hmm. like re, like let go of some of his like godly powers when he fights in Mortal Kombat? Like like does he have to become more mortal no. or something? He kind of, like, he's in a gray area, and they've tried to kind of, like, rewrite this since, but I prefer the lore that still works from, like, the original games. But the idea is that, like, he was a god, which in Mortal Kombat 
rule means he's actually like below an elder god. Gotcha. So it's like they're the elder gods, and then they made this pantheon of demigods, and they gave like one to each realm to be like the coach. Right, right, right. So, um, so like the deities in this in this are just like a big pyramid scheme. It's like I I'll create yeah, I'll create it's... three gods, <laughs> and you create three gods, and I own... multi level god yeah, margin. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. <laughs> so, what? so like. For Shao Kahn, I think he never sacrifices godliness, but came down to, like, an earthly plane in in Outworld and, like, didn't really fight in these tournaments, per se, unless it was to say, like, hey, this isn't going the way I wanted. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to get involved. And in that case, it was, like, bending more than breaking rules. Gotcha. So w- one thing that kind of affected Tanya was that in his after losing two Mortal Kombat tournaments to Earthrealm, like one that ended his streak and another that like stopped him from basically trying to do a do-over, he had this insane cockamamie scheme where he resurrected Queen Sindel, who at this point he had like married and then she killed herself, um, was how she had died. Mm-hmm. So she was technically his wife and an undead zombie, and he had her corpse resurrected in Earthrealm. Okay. So now it was almost like his... He, the royal royalty from like another realm was not supposed to be able to be in Earthrealm, and that like broke the whole system down. Gotcha, gotcha. And so he was able to invade Earthrealm and start slurping up souls it with like a very, big icy straw. It was very like it was it was very like Airbud. It was very like hey, there's nothing in the rule yeah. books that says my a, a god's dead wife can be resurrected in Earthrealm, and then someone has to be like exactly. But actually, there there is that is in the rule book. I don't know. It's like it's like yeah. It's, it was. It's like it was a part of how he got defeated. Gotcha. For sure. It's like it was that he fucked with the rules. It's like not yeah. a fi- an official rule, but it is like clearly like you're like breaking the spirit. It's like you're not breaking a rule, but you're breaking like the spirit of the rules. Yeah, the elder gods were like it was heavily implied. Yeah, it's was... like yeah, come on, come on, Shakan, you knew that this like yeah. we didn't we just didn't <laughs> have to say this. Yeah. So uh, so Shao Kahn. Um, is defeated. Sindel, however, has been resurrected. She gets freed from her, like, weird mind control. Mm-hmm. And um, she and Katana, now grown, decide to make a new Edenia, to free Edenia. Love it. And um, start over again. Yeah, it's a very sweet thing. Yeah. It's, a, it's a great, like, redemption story. They're and put, Tanya... They're putting their trauma behind them, being like, you know yeah. what? Time to start. Like I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna perpetuate this cycle of, of trauma and abuse. We're uh, Denny is moving forward. Yes, love it. And Tanya, Tanya looks at that and says, "Fuck that," mm-hmm. and fuck both of you. Gotcha. Mm, okay. She's like, "This royal family failed to protect us the first time around, and I was traumatized by thousands of years of torture. I am now afraid this will just happen again." And it's, and particularly if the exact same people are our leaders, and just fail again to protect us. Mm-hmm. You know what? And that sounds that's that's not un that's not an unfair like place to come from. Not. That's not unfair. You know what? Like the the idea that like I'm you know uh, their system of rule uh, maybe could be reevaluated and changed. I think that's to- I t- totally fair. Totally fair. Yeah, I think so. I think so. As I, I get it, I get where her head was at. Yes. I don't necessarily agree with what she chose to do next. Okay, well, yeah, that's what I'm getting. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, you know what, like, like, I'm not judging her trauma or how she's processing it. And you know what, it's like, I think system of rule, systems of rules like this, like, all, like, are, need to be reevaluated every few, like, you know, and you know, like, no shade on, 
uh, on, you know, Katana and the mom, I forget her name, but you know, like, you know, it's like, I wouldn't know how to deal with like uh, some elder, some God or elder God, like being like, we're taking over now. Like I, they shouldn't be expected to, to have known out of the bat, out of the box, how to deal with that. But also like, it's, it's a reality now. We have to think about how do we deal with this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Tanya, uh, at some point, it's not entirely clear how is contacted by representatives of, Shinnok. Okay, yeah. The fallen elder god who had tried to conquer the realms aeons ago. Cool, yeah. They get like who a, has been. She gets like a recruitment yeah. call from Shinnok being like, hey, mm-hmm. was the Shinnok, like, uh, like headhunters from the Shinnok Corporation, would you be interested? Would you be interested in a position with us? Yeah, we have a position. It's got full benefits yeah. with the Brotherhood of Shadow. Um,. <laughs> Now, I have to ask, like, do you she, have any, like, what are your, like, feelings about betraying your family and your realm? Is that, like, a deal breaker for you? <laughs> well, it depends on the hours, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Tanya gets contacted by uh, this group called the Brotherhood of Shadows. Basically, Shinnok has been banished to the Nether Realm, which is, like, what if hell was a dimension, Event Horizon style. Mm-hmm. And favorite style. Uh, in the... Oh, same that was the uh i will say first r-rated movie i saw in theaters i was seven years old and my mom let me go because the older boys in our neighborhood were going and she was like yeah it'll be good for him to hang out with the older boys it'll be nice very cool cool mom seven years old movie theater saw blood coming out of the people's eyes yeah. really fucked with me oh uh, <laughs> so but i'm fine i'm fine you're fine now. you're fine very well adjusted i became a writer yeah it worked out so, uh, how many kids were Tanya? Pro- oh, sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say, how many kids were <laughs> compelled to become writers after seeing Event Horizon? Probably a lot. Yeah. If you were compelled to become a writer after seeing Event Horizon, hit me up. Yeah, I would like to know. I could do, I I'd could also make like this. to know how the other kids I saw that movie with turned out. I don't, I'm not in touch with any of you guys anymore, what? but if any of you Tamarack Florida kids are still around, they all became writers, right? Uh, your, your hit me friends, up. Uh, <laughs> I assume so. Yeah. Uh, Every single one, yeah. Yeah, anyways. Uh, one, one of them, one of you was named Ricky. Ricky from Tamarack, Florida, who also lived in a retirement community growing up as a little kid after your parents got divorced. If you remember Ooh. going to see Event Horizon with a kid named Ben when you were like probably also seven or eight, uh, hit me up. Also, Ricky, if you haven't turned that, light, growing up in a retirement center, if you haven't turned that into a sitcom yet, uh, what do you, don't sleep on Sounds that. Sounds like a big opportunity. Don't sleep on that life experience. Yeah, it's got to have, like, elements of that sitcom that lasted, like, eight episodes, uh, JKL743 or whatever, the Richard Kind sitcom. What was that? That was, like, or no, was, was it Elliot Gould? I think it was Elliot Gould. It was, like, a guy moves in next to his, um, is it his divorced parents' apartments, or is it was that, there was, he's in an apartment next door to, like, his parents and his in-laws? There was, like, that sitcom, I remember there was, like, a TV Land sitcom, I think, called, like, Retired at 30, and it's about, like, a guy mm. who makes all his money and then retires at 30 to, like, a retirement center. Mm. Which makes, as you do, you know? Yeah. Anyways. No one really does that, though. Anyways. <laughs> Except your friend Ricky, but he, yeah. Except for Ricky. Yeah. Who, who made a billion dollars writing, like, uh, I don't know, Tales of Despero. And now he lives <laughs> <laughs> in retirement okay. uh, Anyway. Shout out to Tales of Despero. So, uh, 
Tanya gets hit up by basically so so Shinnok got sent to the Elder so the Elder Gods banished him to the Nether Realm where he was supposed to be tortured for all eternity. He eventually talked some Nether Realm denizens into helping him conquer the god who was like the coach of the Nether Realm, this guy named Lucifer. They murdered Lucifer and Shinnok took over and formed like this cult called the Brotherhood of Shadow with intentions of eventually conquering the realms and murdering the Elder Gods. Okay. And so they hit up Tanya and say, hey, Tanya, are you interested in joining us? Here's the thing. We are going to conquer Edenia. There is a portal that we've discovered to Edenia. Do you want to help us, um, as the daughter of the ambassador, do you want to help us sneak into Edenia, posing as refugees? Um, or yeah. do you want to just, like, also get killed in the mm-hmm. invasion? Yeah, this is and a Tanya, real... Having- yeah, this is a really exciting opportunity for you, Tanya, to get on the ground floor of the Shinnok era of rule. Like, you know, mm-hmm. don't – I'm not going to tell you what to do, you know, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> don't pa- – like, passing – you would be I would, crazy. I would do it. You would be crazy to yeah. pass up this opportunity. People are <laughs> people are literally killing for this opportunity to to get on the ground floor of Shinnok and, like, you know, just be thrown in your lap. What are you going to do, Tanya? Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously, Tanya's like, I'm freaking in. Yeah. Brotherhood of Shadow Me Up. Yes. Ooh, get me that. I and she says yes, <laughs> and she she sneaks she sneaks this uh, dude named Quan Chi, who's like the Rasputin of Shinnok's, mm-hmm. um, into the Nether. Uh, sorry, into uh, Edenia, posing as a refugee from another realm that was conquered by Shao Kahn. Mm-hmm. And um, she brings him into the kingdom alongside a few demons, posing as refugees. And uh, is like, oh, great to meet you. And then they're all like, actually, we're demons. Uh-huh. And they take over Dania yes. and they lock up Sindel. And Tanya becomes secretly a member of this coup. Okay. Um, pledging herself to the Brotherhood of Shadow and to Shinnok. Um, they swiftly conquer Dania, which means it's time for phase two. Time to take out the rest of their enemies and conquer the rest of the realms oh so that they can kill the Elder Gods. Okay. Tanya has a specific job. Tanya's specific job is to find Liu Kang, who was the champion that defeated Shao mm-hmm. Kahn and thus would be the greatest threat to Shinnok. And um, ironically enough, had also become uh, Kitana, Princess Kitana's boyfriend. Got- so, like, I'm sure it was extra juicy for Tanya. Ooh, yes, yes. And I'm, I'm um, from what I see on, I'm going to make a guess from what I've seen on the internet, she she accomplishes this by uh, by exploiting uh, uh, Liu Kang's, uh, uh, like, love of feet pics. Is that what happens? Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, I heard this guy loves feet pics. I'm going to use that to lure him into a cave. Yes. Where there's just going to be, like, a basic death trap. Mm-hmm. And um, she tries to lure him into various traps, uh, and none of them work. It's like a funny comedy of errors montage, right? It's like of her trying to like seduce him into traps, but he's too pure and he's he's too wise. It's like she. It's a little like it it's a work. Roadrunner cartoon. She's the coyote. Am I right? Yeah. She, she tries painting a feet pick yeah. on like uh, a wall directly. Uh, under a bucket full of acid okay. that's going to be, like, triggered. She, like, orders... And he just doesn't go for it. She orders, like... And she's like, what is this guy, not, like, feet? <laughs> yeah, she orders, like, Acme brand, like, giant... Like, Acme brand giant feet. Because he also has, like... I'm assuming he also has, like, yes. a crush fetish. But then she ends up getting crushed by the giant feet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, it doesn't work. And, of course, eventually... Uh, Liu Kang defeats Shinnok in single combat because he is very strong and he's a very good boy. 
And um, she is exposed in the process as a traitor of Edenia. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Eesh. with Shinnok defeated and the Netherrealm forces uh, sent back, Edenia is once again free. Can I ask really quick? Sindel is once again the leader. How yeah. was she found out? Like, did, like, was it, like, was it in natural or did, like, like after Shinnok was defeated, he just, like, throw her under the bus and was like, she's in on it too. It's hard to say. Either she, he threw her under the bus or when it looked like things were going south, she got involved in the fighting gotcha. just to, like, make a last-ditch effort. Like, no, I put all my eggs in this basket. They can't lose. Yeah. Uh, or Liu Kang was like, that's the girl who painted feet pics on the wall. Yeah. And, and they, people, yeah. she was just exposed People just got, area. like, suspicious. They were like, there are a lot of, like, what are, they, why are all these pictures of your feet everywhere, Tanya? <laughs> yeah, this is fucking weird, weird What Tanya. do you do? What do you, like, why, like, does this have something to do with Liu Kang, who we all know is, like, real, like, real into feet? He's got like a crush thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so she's exposed as the traitor of Adenia. Adenia banishes her. Um, Liu Kang defeats Shinnok. Liu Kang, Shinnok's forces are sent back. And so Adenia is once again, like, um, a free realm and Tanya is banished. Mm-hmm. So now she just has no home and is forced to wander the wastelands of Outworld, which are still made up of like all these realms that had been like, you know, they're just, it's kind of like a melting pot of people that were conscripted to live here and now generations later don't have, like, a home anymore. Oh, okay, um, okay. Like, like... And so... When I'm wandering these wastelands, like, what am I looking at? Is it, like, a literal, like, mashup of, like, different realms? Is this where... Yeah, it's, like, Mad Max meets Lord of the Rings, I, but, like, the hmm. wasteland is, like... There's a citadel, and there's also, like, this spire so, and there are different kinds of architecture so from different I'll races t- I, and then like because i'm envisioning a di- all that i'm envisioning a different uh george uh george miller movie i am picturing the city the titular city from bay picking the city oh i was thinking maybe mortal instruments but i guess that was more of that was not george miller actually it was, it was uh it's miller-esque uh meter that was the thing it, it felt like peter jackson doing george miller yes or a, uh, like a yeah. uh Jackson protege doing Jackson doing Miller. Oh, yes. Ooh, I want to see. Do you yeah. think, do you think as long as we're on the topic, do you think, how do you think babe, like babes, like courage and kindness would held hold up in the, uh, the Mortal Kombat tournament? I think babe would do pretty well because when it comes time, he, he like sticks to his guns and he's willing to fight. Yes. Yeah. Or yeah, he's willing to fight. He stands, uh, he stands up. He stands up with that bulldog. He saves that bulldog who almost drowns. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Babe in the city. What a fucking great movie. It's a, it's a, it's an incredible movie. It's um, psychotic and I love watch. it. Ugh. Yeah, the sad monkey really made me depressed as a kid. Yeah. like fully depressed. Uh, it's such like a, um, I recently did not. This isn't a Babe podcast, but I would say I re, like I recently for the f- could first time in one night watched Babe and Babe in the City. It's like so jarring, just like how like like the tonal jump from that one movie to the next, and it's like I'm crazy and I love it. Yeah, uh, it's the best. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're both- it's when George Miller was like, I'm taking over. Yeah, they're both fantastic, but like, uh, yeah, I did George Miller. George Miller's relationship with Babe is very funny, and that like he was like, I don't know, the first one, he was like, I don't know if this is gonna do good, so he like pointed off on another, and then another like director, and then as soon as it did good, he was like, well, actually, yeah. like I was 
the reason this was good and I'm gonna direct and then it tanked and I don't know but they're both they're both wonderful such wonderful movies anyways yeah I'll... it's funny too to remember that Babe was the front runner for best picture that year uh, and I think it was English Patient that won the same no, that year was the and that brave, was considered an that, upset that was Braveheart was it Braveheart, Braveheart year? year okay yeah and you know what yeah. wrong bad choice Babe I, was the front runner yeah bad, and it was <laughs> like can you imagine the, what an exciting time being like Babe's gonna win that was right it's like when it felt like Little Miss Sunshine was gonna win yes although um, I would I, and then it went to like what Hurt Locker or something like that and by the way yeah. I'm not like a uh, I, I don't dislike Little Miss Sunshine but I just want to say like like Babe much better than Little Miss Sunshine but Babe should have won yes. Babe's a ma- Babe is Babe and Babe both masterpieces holds up much better much better yeah. than Braveheart um, mm-hmm. revoke that and just revoke all of Mel Gibson's uh, yeah. Oscars please. I would say that you're right though and in where you're going where it's like uh, Babe is Edenia, Babe Pig in the City is Our World. Yeah, yes, agree. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Babe Pig, okay. Yes. Yes, okay. Just... A dark fantasy phantasmagoria. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry to get so down so, on the Babe track, but, you know, it happens. Uh, don't be sorry. It's it's all topical. Okay. I mean, I think Babe borrowed pretty liberally from more oh, Kombat yes, if yeah. you really, like, look yes. at it. Um, particularly in that tonal shift I'll... and, of course, the division between the realms. For now, I'm just gonna pretend that that I think Babe exists in more in the Babe in the city exists in the in the outer in the outer realms. Mortal Kombat does a pretty good job of including anything just by saying, "Well, that's a realm." Yes, yes. Freddy Krueger is canon in Mortal Kombat. He's got the dream realm. That's the explanation for how he moves. How is between J- people? How does Jason get in there? Jason, I don't know. And Rogue, I guess. I guess it's, Jason is just like a real thing in in Earth. Realm I guess that's true. like same with in, same with RoboCop. Yeah. RoboCop's in there, right? Yeah, RoboCop and Terminator are interesting. Terminator, I have dived into because I'm canon in Mortal Kombat now because in Mortal Kombat saw, 11, yes. Terminator kills me. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that I believe is the the answer to that question is that if Earth's history continued beyond the point that it is not continued past in mortal Kombat history there's a point where time kind of resets gotcha um skynet and robocop would have happened that makes all all makes sense in the same timeline yes and of course the big question i need to robocop definitely has a finishing move where he shoots off some a dick right yeah i think so right okay and that's important to know yeah 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 yeah. i actually haven't that's the one character i haven't played yet in the dlc i haven't played Um, it either yet he was just recently added i want to is Ash, Me too. is Ash in there? Is Pinhead in there? Ash is not in there yet, but it's heavily rumored that Ash will be added, and I feel like it feels right. It feels true. Mm-hmm. And Pinhead? Pinhead, I haven't heard about, oh. but I'm curious. I just want Pinhead. I'm actually not a huge Hellraiser person. Oh, shit. You're not? Yeah. Uh, no. Not like in a, like, anti- I'm now uh, anti- thinking less of you for yeah. being. I'm not anti-Hellraiser. Okay, great. I'm just okay. not, just like, a- it's not... It's not my bag, baby. Yeah. I I mean, yeah. Anyways, let's not get like Babe Pighead, Pinhead, Pighead, Babe, Pighead, Pighead in the city. Someone should please someone put pins in Babe and put and Ooh, do Pighead. I might do that today. Pig, call babe, Pighead in the city, and it's just like I just put Babe in some leather and like pins. Yeah, and he's just like I'm <laughs> I'm a I'm a porco bite. I'm a I'm a I'm a yeah. porco uh, bite. Senna. The Cenab, uh, there's got to be like Cenna a pig bacon? related word that starts with a B, right? Cenna bacon. I'm a Cenna bacon. Yeah. I've come to ex- a slab of bite. Yes, slab of <laughs> yes. 
um, experience. I will, and he just makes you experience it like my, yeah. like you will experience mild, like mild kindness and and yeah. intense, uh, intense courage. Like it's just like like as at all. Yes, yes. Exquisite courage. Exquisite courage. Yeah. Mercy, mercy is my mercy is my <laughs> dominion. <laughs> Oh shit! I want this so bad. Now. Yeah, I want yeah, a little. A, oh, how often do you? There's also someone listening who found the perfect like Babe Hellraiser um, mashup pun and is just yelling yeah, it like, "Come yeah, on, yeah. it's right there!" Yes, yes. Send yeah. it in as, as they listen. Draw it. Yeah. But yeah, I want to. I want to send a bit. Ba- I want to send a bacon. Or, or send, send a bacon. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. There's. I want to say the Spanish word for pig or for bacon or for a cut of ham. Starts with a suh sound. Ooh. Um, it's not Serrano ham. Ser- oh, Serrano um, bite. The, <laughs> Serrano bite. That's perfect. Uh, is it like Serrano? Uh, Spanish word for pig is uh, cerda. Yeah, or cerdo. Cerdo bite. Um, so the, the cerdo bites. Cerdo bite. I knew this was it. That's perfect. Yeah. El, El cerdo is the pig or the bi- pork. Yes. Cerdobite. Pig head, babe, pig head is a cerdobite. Cerdobite. Yes. Um, anyway, back, back to, to Tanya. Tanya. Yeah. So, uh, so Tanya uh, has become labeled a traitor and is now wandering the wastelands of Outworld with no master. And who should she come across but Shao Kahn? Ooh, okay. Licking his Shao wounds. Shao Kahn. Yeah. Licking his wounds in Outworld. He has finally regained his strength and is willing and ready to attempt to conquer Edenia once more mm-hmm. and launch a war against his the daughter that he raised, Katana, uh-huh, uh-huh. and the uh, woman he resurrected, his uh, legally his wife, but in absolutely no way emotionally his wife, yes. Sindel. And so he does launch that war, and Tanya, seeing no further option and I'm sure somewhat traumatized, and she actually winds up pledging herself to Shao Kahn. Wow, Ooh, okay, okay. <sighs> yeah, D- and so she... They, they kidnap Sindel and imprison her. Tanya is guarding Sindel. Um, that's like her role. Sindel is like, how could you do this? This is so fucked up. Tanya's probably like, I know, but what choice do I have? I'm, I look out for myself. Mm-hmm. That is how I make every choice from now on because you created a world where I had no other choice and you failed to protect Adenia yes. at the very beginning. And, um, and as she's kind of defending herself that way, uh, and defending Tanya, Shao Kahn is um, defeated and ultimately assassinated by two dark wizards okay. who have started calling themselves the Deadly Alliance. Mm-hmm. The Deadly Alliance is Shao Kahn's former, his Rasputin, this guy named Shang Tsung, and uh, Quan Chi, the Rasputin of the Shinnok. Mm-hmm. So the two, the two like vice bad guys essentially teamed up and were like, fuck Shinnok. Fuck Shao Kahn. We're in, now, what if we were in charge? Very Elder God thought process. Like, why should we have bosses yes. when we can do the real work? Um, they formed the Deadly Alliance, and they're like, actually, we are going to conquer the realm. Gotcha. And, and Tanya instantly is like, sure, I'll be one of your enforcers. Why not? Yeah. Just like, why not? It sounds like she just, like, Tanya just kind of jumps from one sinking ship to another. 
Yeah, she has burned so many bridges at this yeah. point that she kind of has no choice but to attach herself to any new conqueror yeah. on the block, she, just hoping that they'll be the one to like yeah. really pull it off. She probably lies. She probably has to like 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 lie a lot on her resume, get like friends to be mm-hmm. her references. Yeah, be like, yeah. Can you just and like so? Yeah, if, if they, these people call, can you please tell them that I have not aligned myself with any other like any other evil realm thanks. <laughs> tell them I'm very loyal. Yeah, yeah. Just can you? Yes. Yeah. The trouble being, Tanya has no friends at this point, mm. so, like, who is she even calling to ask for that? She, They're like, do you have any references? And she just looks him dead in the eyes like, no. No, no. I've just... And they're like... I've been, like, I was taking, like, I I just, t- I was taking some really long, like, gap years. Like, mm-hmm. like I just don't have any work, but I'm dedicated. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, honestly, having just betrayed everyone we've ever aligned ourselves with, uh, respect. Yes. You're in. And so she's an enforcer for the Deadly Alliance for maybe like a week and a half until they get killed um, by this guy called the Dragon King Onaga. And the Dragon King Onaga was the emperor of Outworld before Shao Kahn decided to stop being the god of Outworld and take over and assassinated Uh Onaga. Onaga's now been resurrected. Okay. And he kills the Deadly Alliance. Mm -hmm. And Tanya is like, I'm not getting involved she decides to just bail and try to go it on her own. Why commit at this point? She's like, I'm literally just going to live in Outworld alone as a nomad because I don't want to get involved. If anything, I kind of miss home. I miss Edenia. Um, and so I'm just going to kind of like wander around trying to find like my own Edenia. And um, that's when she gets kidnapped by an enforcer for Onaga. Okay. Uh, this guy named Baraka, who she kind of knows. They have a history. I know, Bar- he I was know like, Baraka. That name's familiar. Also, yeah, he's like a henchman-y type. Yeah. He like worked for uh, Shao Kahn back in the day. He's served many masters. He's now working for Onaga, and he's like, you have to serve Onaga or else. Mm-hmm. You wh- have no choice. What game are we in around right now? Just for like... Uh, this is like Mortal Kombat Deception, so I think Mortal Kombat 6. Okay, gotcha. Okay, wow. This is a lot... Of, this is all over the course of two games. This is crazy. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a lot. It's a lot. So... So uh, Tanya is basically forced to serve Onaga, and she's like, fuck it, sure. And she does. She actually quickly rises through the ranks to being his closest advisor. Nice. I would say mostly because everyone else is, like, dead go, at this point. Go, Tanya. Lean in. I love it. Yeah, she leans way in. She becomes his closest advisor. And um, because clearly she doesn't have the best sense of judgment, he is swiftly defeated. Okay. <laughs> and Tanya's on her own again. Okay. Yep. <laughs> recurring yeah recurring story for her got it mm-hmm. and so tanya's on her own she's hanging out she's living life um out in the wasteland serving no master probably with like kind of no job probably not having a great life and that's when she finds out that a great prophecy is being fulfilled it is a prophecy she's aware of because it stretches as far back as argus argus the god who was supposed to be protecting edenia when it was conquered mm-hmm. Um, had set forth this sort of mandate where he was like, look, eventually all the realms will start to merge. There's nothing we can do to stop it. It's like what, that's like the way the realms want to be. Like the realm, like the realms want to be one. We're just trying to like prevent something natural from happening. Yes. And he foresaw that it would happen when eventually there were so many powerful warriors who had attained so much power through various means that, uh, it would just be, eventually like the wrong person was going to be the one to unite the realms Mm -hmm. and to kind of be the vessel for the one being. 
And so he was like, I need to get ahead of this. I'm going to create a prophecy where, like, once there are a certain amount of powerful warriors, once good and evil has become too imbalanced in the world, um, this sort of safeguard will happen. A pyramid will rise in Edenia, and um, whoever gets to the top of that pyramid will be able to, just like that, in a snap, like, attain the power of the one being. Gotcha. And he... He, his, like, version of the scheme was, like, he had had two half-sons, two sons who were, like, half-gods, um, born by, like, a human, and he was, like, I will have them raised from birth to both be great candidates to make it to the top of this pyramid. Gotcha. This is another, yeah. this is another place where I'm, like, seems like you're setting up a lot of unnecessary rules here, guys. Like, you could just, like, oh, yeah. build, why, why, why not just, like, build the pyramid and let your, and just be, like, son, get up there. Like, I don't know, yeah. but... I, I don't know. There you go. Just like, you can see, like, it seemed like everybody in the Mortal Kombat universe could be making their lives easier for themselves, but I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I, who am I to make judgments? I mean, look, you're right. Yeah. Uh, and ultimately, none of this stuff really matters for Tanya because in her, like, current lifespan, like, in the present, yeah. Sorry, in the present, uh, these two sons of Argus get resurrected. They're pretty much ineffective. All of the warriors you've ever heard of from any point in Mortal Kombat gather at this pyramid for this huge war because they all want to get to the top yeah. of the pyramid for their own reasons. It's like that. Brie- it's like one of those. It's Royal Rumble like briefcase tournament. Exactly. Where you're all like yeah, you're going for that briefcase. Yeah, it's the it's the briefcase tournament. Tanya shows up because for her it's an opportunity at freedom. It's like no one can rule me if I'm on top if I get this power. Mm-hmm. And she shows up there. She fights alongside the forces of evil because it kind of the party lines divide pretty quickly. Of course, and she certainly has more allies at this point on the side of darkness mm-hmm. than light, mm-hmm. um, and is basically immediately killed. Oh, I, I wanted her. I wanted her to win. I was rooting for mm, her. Yeah, it was never going to happen, you know, because when you hear it from her perspective, she seems significant, but in the grand scheme of things, she's a real nobody. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it's like we're all the stars of our own story, but. Mm. Yeah, that's the lesson of this podcast, yeah. really. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I like that. Yeah, we're all Tanya, and we're also nothing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> when we like everything seems big when we're, it's like happening to us. But so, yes. sometimes you're just like one little person at the base of a of a universe decide like a universe controlling pyramid. Something interesting does happen for Tanya after her death, though. Hey. As hopefully it does for all of us, right? Uh, one can only hope. Whether it be in the afterlife or just like our legacies living on, I, let's, I hope that we all something interesting happens after I die. Yeah, or like what happens for Tanya, which is that time is more or less reset up to a certain nice. point, and that we get a second chance, literally yes. in a timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what happens is that um, the people who make it to the top of the pyramid are Shao Kahn. Ooh, okay, no. not great, not great. And Raiden, yay! Yes, wait. And, okay. uh, Wait, I thought Shao Kahn had Raiden. died. Shao Kahn had died, but really it was a clone. Mm, of course, of course. Okay, say no more, say no yeah. more. That's all you need is a clone. Great. That's all you needed to say. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen, have you ever seen um, Star Wars Attack of the Clones? Yes, yes. Okay, so that kind of borrowed very, very liberally from sort of the Shao Kahn arc in gotcha. Mortal Kombat. Of course. That's... Um, but that kind of gives you kind of an idea of like what mm, had clones, happened. Clones, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like it was like a, having an Abadala clone mm-hmm. to protect. It was actually more like the Ark and Phantom Menace. Like they killed the Kira Knightley Amidala. Right, right. Wait, thinking yes. it was the Natalie Portman Amidala. Except in it's a they don't kill the in the it's the Rose Byrne Amidala they kill in, in episode two. Right, because Kira Knightley did not right. come back. 
Rose Byrne took it over. I forgot about that. Yes. Wow. All our greatest All, actresses. Everything is just a branch off of yes. the Amidala tree. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You um, were like, yeah, that was your sure early 2000s, sure uh, path to stardom, be an Amidala clown. It's a shame we missed the boat, huh? I know. Yeah. There's still time. It was like, like the star, that was like star make, that was like a, a star maker. That was like being on, that's like being on Law and Order today from, from what yeah. I understand. It's like being on SNL in the 70s. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just to be an Amidala in the early 2000s. So, uh, Tanya dies. Two people make it to the top of the pyramid. It's Raiden and Shao Kahn. Mm-hmm. Shao Kahn actually manages to attain the power of the one being. He gets the briefcase. He yes. is he gets the briefcase, and it is, uh, we are fucked. We're in trouble. Okay. Um, and Raiden, in his final moments, before Shao Kahn smushes his head with his warhammer like a Gallagher watermelon, sends a message back in time to his younger self to try to stop um, reality from playing out this way. And that message is, he must win. It is so vague. It yeah. is so unhelpful what? that it creates a new timeline where butterfly effect style, people just start making different choices. Gotcha. Spinning off of Raiden, making different choices, trying to interpret this message. And it changes the course of everyone's life and basically gives everyone a second chance. All right. Shakan, like, just be like, that's crazy to me. Be happy with what you've, be happy with what you've got. Like, you're like, you're literally at the top of the, literally at the top of the pyramid. Literally. You're in control of the universe. You're not just like, let's move forward. You're like, no, like, I like I, I gotta I like that's living in the past. That's literally living in the past, and it's bad. It is. Yeah. It is so foolish. Very foolish, but yeah. So, it creates a new timeline. In this new timeline, Edenia still conquered. Shao Kahn still it, like the new timeline starts kind of after Shao Kahn around the time Shao Kahn is trying to conquer Earth. Mm-hmm. So like Tanya, same shit, different day. Like she is conquered. Edenia's conquered. Thing that changes in this timeline is that Shao Kahn. Um, before Shinnok attempts to conquer the realms, Shao Kahn is fully taken out of the picture Okay. in this timeline. Raiden succeeds in creating this new timeline. He does succeed in getting Shao Kahn out of there. Wait, um, Raiden creates the new timeline? Yeah, Raiden creates the new timeline by sending a message back in time oh, to sorry. stop I Shao, Kahn Shao Kahn from becoming the one being. I thought Shao sorry. Kahn sent it back in time. Sorry. No, it was Raiden. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay. Raiden, yeah, Shao Kahn was going to be the one being and ruin everything. Gotcha. Raiden sent a message back in time to stop that from happening. Okay, sorry. I take back everything but, I but said But it was too vague. Yeah, so it was too vague, so it changed things, but in uh, kind of weird, different ways. Can, and so... Can I... Go on. Can I ask... I have a question, uh, like, a practical question. Like, like everything yeah. you're, like, telling me, like, how does this, like, actually tie into, like, gameplay? Like, is there a level in some Mortal Kombat game where I'm, like, fighting my way up a pyramid with, like, a thousand other people? Yes. Like, there's, a ro- there's like, a Royal Rumble-style, like, pyramid You don't level. physically fight in that, but it's more like that's the premise of why you're fighting. Is that... And then you... So, in, in, in Mortal Kombat Armageddon, the game that actually has that happening... Yeah. There's two game... There's By that point, they had various game modes. Yeah. So, there's the arcade ladder where you're just doing various, two on, various fights. Yeah. And that doesn't have a... The, it's just the premise that's attached to it. Okay. So it's like all of these fights are part of the, the Battle of Armageddon. There's also a story mode where you play as the two sons of Argus being unfrozen because it's time for this war to happen. Okay. And in that, you are traveling through the various realms 
trying to stop that war from happening and trying to get to the top of the pyramid. Um, and then in Mortal Kombat 9, which is like a reboot game, it just started with a cutscene of that war okay. and of Raiden sending the message back in time. And then from there, every fight was kind of going through the story one fight at a time from Mortal Kombat gotcha. 1. Gotcha. And wow. But with a new timeline where events change. I'm looking at the bot. We're still we're in PlayStation 2 era. Yeah. Okay, wow. Okay. But don't worry, there's not much Tanya in the new timeline. So what happens for her is uh, Idenia is still conquered. Shao Kahn is gone, gone, however. And what happens is before she can really concern herself with this idea of Shinnok and a Shinnok invasion, she gets pulled into a different conflict entirely. So um, Kitana is dead. Okay. Sindel is, is uh, dead. Um, Shao Kahn is dead. And Outworld is thrown into a civil war. Mm -hmm. The two factions are Melina, who is a clone of Kitana, mm -hmm. but is very much Shao Kahn's real daughter, Matt. versus Kotal Kahn, who was a general in Shao Kahn's army. Of course. And they have two different ideas of what the future of Idenia, okay. oh, sorry, the future of Outworld is. Right. Um, Melina wants to conquer it with an, out, uh, an iron fist and is willing to do anything and say anything to reach that means Oof, yeah. so she is saying to the other edenians like tanya and like this person rain who is like he's like a fallen prince of edenia who's like maybe like was a son of argus maybe wasn't wasn't really a part of the royal family um but like is a is now like kind of making it known that he's like an edenian so like people like rain uh and people like tanya she says to them like hey i will Send, I'll let Adenia be independent if you help me conquer Outworld. Um, meanwhile, Kotal Khan is saying, like, hey, it's been many generations. Outworld is stronger together. We are all refugees from various realms. Outworld is a beautiful melting pot. Leave these realms a part of Outworld and let's create a new positive society together. So, like, who's right, who's wrong? It's hard to say. It really probably should be more on the realms, but at this point, most of the realms just want peace. They've seen enough bloodshed. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but Tanya is willing to align herself with Molina, who is bloodthirsty. Gotcha. Simply because Molina says, I will liberate Adenia. And at this point, Tanya probably has the best claim on, like, ruling Adenia. Right, that right, yeah. yeah. And, so, okay, yeah, just, yeah, okay. I got it. Well, so basically, like, yeah, Tanya helps Molina fight in this war, um, but ultimately, Melina's assassinated. And I guess what I was going to ask is, like, in this reset timeline, how bad yeah. is, like, how much of a bad storyline, like, how bad is Tanya in the eyes of the world or the or of the multiverse or whatever? Well, kind of all the people that had called her out and banished her before are dead in this timeline. Okay. Like, there is no Katana. There is no Sindel. They are in the Nether Realm actually, at this point, as, like, undead revenants. Okay. So she's so, just, like, she's got a clean slate. Yeah, there's just, like, scattered, a handful of scattered Edenians in Outworld, and they just want peace right, and okay. freedom. So so she throws in her lot with Melina. Melina's assassinated. And here's the thing. I would say that this is an opportunity here for Tanya to make different choices. Mm -hmm. She'd made all of her choices based on self-preservation. But at this point in time, if she wanted to, she could fight for real independence. She could fight for the Edenians that are left. And what is their best interest? That's hard to say. Is it? being a part of like a united front of various races from various 
realms in a peaceful new world that just happens to be pieces of various realms mashed together mm, like I or is it fighting for liberation and freedom and independence Ooh, those are, i like that those are, i like this is good storytelling because both i see i see the i can see the advantages of both and it's like yeah. what's it's like no one's right or wrong here i like this very i like that as the as this franchise evolves and gets older it's it's storytelling to become more mature Yes, and also it does. Freddy and in, and in the most recent game, like very much so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, ultimately, after Melina's assassinated, uh, Tanya makes a choice that I find very telling. It's actually the last choice we make. We see her make. I can only assume what happens to her after this. Um, after uh, Melina's assassinated, she goes to Kotal Khan and sells out Rain and gives up his location. Mm-hmm. The only other Adenian around. Um, in order to align herself with Kotal Khan out of self-preservation, mm-hmm. which I think says what really her heart was behind the yeah, whole time. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's uh, And that's it for Tanya's story. We don't really see her again, so the only assumption we can make is that she stayed with Team Kotal Khan, and in the most recent game, his army was actually uh, eventually conquered by a young... Katana brought back from the past into the present. Um, and uh, then eventually that whole timeline was wiped out again anyway. So Okay. So so here's my big here's my big question for this ending. So this Tanya yes. that made this once again this decision in the in, in pretty much completely out of self-preservation. Um, has in this reset ta- timeline, has this Tanya also like gone through those like thousands of years of like torture or was this a complete reset where like that yeah. never happened nope torture happened okay okay yes. I, see i i, I want to know what who she was like as i want to know who she is before all that like i like you know not to not to pass judgment on you know uh or say how i would have done uh written this mortal combat storyline but i almost want to see like like the non like tortured version if we're going to reset everything i almost want to see like the non-tortured version of tanya be presented with one of these choices and see what she does then like it's like i think it'd be it's really interesting to kind of ask like how much does that like change her and like and turn her into the person that we see throughout most of the series or how much of that is just like who she was from the beginning was self-preservation always part of her mo or was it like what the kind of centuries of torture did to her it's hard to say. It's really hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only closest I could get to any kind of an implication is simply that she was, as far as we know, loyal to Adenia until Shao Kahn took over. Mm-hmm. So one would assume she was just like a pretty milk toast Adenian. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, she yeah. was just nice. She was the daughter of an ambassador who, you know, seemingly did his job. Yeah. They cared about taking in refugees. So, so yeah. I yeah. mean, it's hard. It's like. Hard to judge someone who's been through all of that, like, you know, um, like, literally, it's hard to judge someone who's literally been through a fan, like, what is literally a fantastical amount of torture. Yeah. Yeah. Very literally fantastic. So, literally, as in, like, I, we have, there's no human, like, I have no, like, there's no human way for me to judge that. What is, what that would, like, there's no, there's no case Being tortured for thousands of years? Impossible to conceive of. Conceive of, except by Pinhead and Pighead. 
Oh man, of course, yeah, the Cenobites and Pigheads. The Cenobites know how. To, yeah, they are merciful, but they they know how to be kind and merciful to people for thousands. I will, <laughs> I will be kind and merciful for to you for thousands and thousands of years. How much mercy can yep. you tolerate? <laughs> I want this so bad. Yeah. Be a comic. It could happen. Yeah. Um, but that's it. That's it for Tanya's story. Mm. Uh, there's no more to say for old Tanya, which leads us to the final segment of our show, Joan. Uh, it's a segment I like to call Choose Your Destiny. All right. In which I ask you, Joan Ford, if you existed in the world of Mortal Kombat, now that you know of the various realms, various races and factions, who would Joan Ford be in the world of Mortal Kombat, and what would your fatality be? Okay. Ooh, ooh, good question. Um... It me in the world of Mortal Kombat is I don't th- I, dream big. Okay, I, I yes, dream big. I'm dreaming big. I want to be like a um, oof. I kind of I kind of want to be like a a. I like the idea of I kind of like the idea of being like an ambassador. I want to be like I I kind of like the idea of being like an ambassador, being able to like go to like other realms, uh, and see other re- like see other realms and like be kind of a a um you know a a po- I want to be a positive I want to be a positive force of change in this universe, like bringing you know I guess like yeah being bringing like a. a kindness and mercy to the to the realms that to the realms that need i guess i'm just inspired i guess i'm inspired by my uh, by my pig head my my bay pig head creation but yeah i want to be like an i want to be an ambassador to the to the many to the the many realms get to get to travel get to see the get to see the multiverse and get to uh you know and get to like hopefully save some people along the way and i love it and uh, my fate, my fatality would be a. Um, I'm gonna like. I'm gonna like steal. I'm gonna steal it from. I'm gonna steal it from Babe Pig in the City. I would uh, put you on a. Mm. I would like. I would shoot out a leash. It would like grab mm. around. It would like grab around your neck, and then I would like pick you, and then that would like swing around and like dunk your head into a little river where you would like flail and struggle to breathe, and then maybe I. And then I. But then I'd lift you out and be like, hey, like. But let's now be, let's be friends now. Let's like, now you're on And my... then you're so owned, you just die of your own flesh. Yeah, you're like, oh my, yes, exactly. It'd be like, I'm, I, I misjudged, it. I mis, I, I thought, I thought, you, your heart would be like, I thought like cruelty and strength. I thought like cruelty and was like true strength. I thought being like dead to the world and like that was strength but actually the real strength comes from like kindness and i so can't deal with that that i die yeah yeah it's perfect that's a great one yeah this is one of my favorite choose your destinies i'm glad we were able to bring uh the cerebites into the picture yes yes me too <laughs> in a sense mm-hmm. yeah they exist but the, the end is being dragged down to a realm of kindness yeah yeah we're like no yeah. Um, I don't belong here. I like, and then, and then you just spend like, an, you spend like centuries be learning to like, be like, oh, I have like, I, I have value as a person. I, outside of just like being a, a kind of like muscled and for, um, uh, of agent of like evil and chaos. Like I have, like I have strive, I have inner strength and yeah, I think that's nice. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. It's something Mortal Kombat could use a little more yes. of, I think. 
Well, John, thank you so much for coming on the show. Ooh, thank you for having me. This is truly me. a pleasure. It was great. Um, if people if people want more Joan Ford in their lives, where can they find it? Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter uh, under Joan Haley Ford, and I also do a lot of stuff on Twitch at Twitch dot tv slash joan haley ford i have a uh talk show i do the uh second and fourth thursday of every month at uh six p- it's every th- uh, 6 p.m uh, pacific time it's called um fall talk the talk show about fall so uh if you go to twitch tv dot tv slash joan haley ford for that and a bunch of other stuff i do but yeah that's uh, that's it uh I can't wait to watch that. That's you should be. Really you should be a guest sometime. Talk about any. I would love to talk about anything fall related you want. Oh boy, I want to talk about those good like pumpkin flavored pastries that show up once a year yes. that have like a little pumpkin face. I think they're from Little Debbie's. That's good fall talk. Pumpkin delights. I think that's what they're mm-hmm. called. And that's big fan. Ooh, that's big, great big fall talk. We could do like a little taste test. Oh, that'd be great. We could talk about House Two, the second story. I'm in. I'm in. All right. All right. We'll book you. <sighs> we'll book you. Great. I can't wait. All right. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Joan, again for coming on the show. Thank you, audience, for listening. And as always, finish him. Finish him.